are listening to Radio Influence. This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, Tim Loy. Welcome to another edition of the Valor Hour. We are broadcasting our first uh, our first edition now that we have full we've hit a full uh, full on hysteria here in the United States, and we're going to talk all about it here today. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit of a recap of the UFC on ESPN from Brazil this past weekend. It was a closed door event. Uh, we're getting into that as well as just the implications of this whole uh, coronavirus scare uh, across the industry uh, of MMA and beyond here. Of course, I'm your host, Tim Lloyd, joined by my co-host here on site, Justin Watson. And then also we've got Greg Hopkins and Jeff Hobbs joining us as well to give their takes. Uh, we're all in different areas here of Tennessee. Of course, Justin and I here in the Knoxville area, uh, Greg down there towards Chattanooga and then Jeff in Nashville, which seems to be kind of the, the hot spot in Tennessee for this whole thing right now. Uh, guys, uh, wow, it's a, diff- a different episode tonight for sure. We don't have anything to really preview because uh, all the events have been canceled uh, in the uh, the wake of all this. Uh, we are now uh, going to be uh, you know, uh, diving into this whole thing and just kind of getting some different takes on uh, the situation. Of course, we'll start things off with a bit of a recap. We had the UFC on ESPN Plus number 28 this past weekend, Saturday. It was an early start time, 3 o'clock, and it was, a, uh, like I said, it was a closed-door uh, event. There was no fans in the crowd there in Brasilia uh, for the big main event between uh, Charles Oliveira and Kevin Lee. And uh, man, before I guess before we uh, before we dive into all the Corona aspect of things, main event saw a, a big win for Charles Oliveira as he gets a guillotine choke in the third round over uh, the Motown phenom Kevin Lee. I picked Kevin Lee last week, um, thinking that move to TriStar was going to be uh, the catalyst and him kind of really turning things around. But you know, it was a back and forth fight. I had it one to one going to the third, and then uh, quickly in the third, we saw uh, Charles Oliveira latch onto a guillotine, get the choke that Kevin Lee disputed oddly enough afterward but it was pretty obvious and apparent that he did tap out and uh and I think that's win number eight in a row now for Charles Oliveira a huge win for him uh Justin your uh, thoughts on this main event here and uh you know but w- notwithstanding all of the coronavirus stuff just uh you know uh, a big win for Charles Oliveira and a tough loss for Kevin Lee yeah the fight itself basically went exactly like I like I thought it would um Oliver was, I, th- I think, winning the, the stand-up changes definitely in the second round. First round was probably close. Um, second round, he was kind of piecing him up. And then in the third round, it seemed like Kevin Lee just, you know, just didn't want any more of that. Shot him on a kind of lazy takedown, head on the outside for a single leg. And um, Oliver, the thing was deep, you know, that, that's his game. You know, he's waiting for you to do that. And um, when he locks it in, it's, it flights out and, Basically, I think what happened, you know, Kevin Lee kind of disputed. He grabbed onto him and tried to wrestle with him. He basically tapped out, and as he was tapping, he went to sleep and, you know, just, just barely went to sleep, woke up, realized, hey, I'm still in this fight, and kept going. You know, we see it with guys getting knocked out a lot um, and submitted doing it with the referee, but uh, he just happened to tap right before that happened. And, um, but, yeah, I mean, it was 
it was super tight. He was in he was in a half guard when he got it. You know, you never see that that choke finish there, but um, but it was it was nasty, man. And Kevin Lee said he might take a couple years off. Uh, missed weight. That was you know it was uh, not a good look for him at all. Uh, co-main event saw Gilbert Burns score a huge knockout over Damian Maya after being in trouble early. You know, I, I think that early in the fight, uh, it looked like Maya might get that submission, but Burns was able to get back to his feet, drops him with a big left hook, and then finishes him off with ground and pound, get a huge win over um, what was the number five ranked welterweight. I was actually kind of surprised to see that Maya was ranked number five still, but a big win for Gilbert Burns, and uh, you know, it's a kind of a defining career-defining win for him, and uh, you know he. And he showed that he's going to be a he can be a handful for literally anyone uh, in the welterweight division with uh, his knockout power and his grappling chops. So, Greg, your thoughts on this co-main event? Uh, yeah, I had some I had some money on the line there with Gilbert uh, Burns on total significant strikes, and I was actually kind of worried about it because I knew if Gilbert could land that one shot, he could hit my. But mine's actually always done that he'll take a hit and like i don't know he kind of plays possum for a second to where he can like get somebody to the ground and submit him and he had me worried too when he was i think it was that arm bar he was going for right there and um but uh yeah and he ended up landing and uh ended up hitting most significant shot i think he like 13 to 7 or something like that but uh i had i also had gilbert on my DraftKings lineup which ended up being horrible um uh, for the whole card I had no idea what I was doing. It was the only event to gamble on all weekend. It was the only thing a degenerate could look forward to other than unless you play, like, gamble on video games and stuff. Other than that, like, UFC was the was the place to be, and every, all the eyes were on there on ESPN, Worldwide Sports this weekend. Yeah, you got to say that that was uh, a huge platform for the UFC to kind of uh, take center stage and really expose the product to a lot of eyeballs. So uh, it was cool that they were able to at least pull off the one event like that. Running down the rest of the card, it was Hanato Moicano getting a first round, very quick, uh, quick submission over the Bosnian Demir Hadzevic. Uh, afterward, it seemed like those guys had beef. Moicano stood up like he was still pissed, but I guess he was just mad because he wanted to fight more. And, uh, you know, the, did you see the video? I don't think so. It was released. Okay, so Moik, the guy, they're talking, like, right before the decision was announced, and Moikon was like, I'm sorry, I just, I wanted to fight more. And the guy's like, well, you shouldn't have submitted me. <laughs> right. Completely straight face. Yeah. <laughs> like, like nothing, you know, well, you shouldn't have submitted me then. Right. Uh, Nikita Krylov gets a unanimous decision win over Johnny Walker, who the shine has faded off of Johnny Walker. Something awful here the last couple of uh, fights. It really didn't look to be on the level in this one. And uh, that was uh, two the two biggest fights for TriStar were uh, losses. And you may even consider the next one the third loss for TriStar. John McDassey uh, takes a, uh, a unanimous decision loss to Francisco Trinaldo. So, uh, you know, TriStar, uh, not a great showing here in Brazil. Uh, Brandon Moreno gets a unanimous decision win over uh, UCA Formiga. That was a fight that uh, probably has flyweight title implications there. If Formiga had gotten the win, then I would think he'd be right up there in the pecking order for a title fight. But Moreno has uh, spoiled that uh, party. Um, and then uh, Amanda Hebus gets a unanimous decision win over Randa Marcos um, and uh, really inflates her stock, I think, in that uh, strawweight division. Uh, uh, Elias uh, Zaleski de Santos with a big unanimous decision win over Alexi Konchinko. 
Uh, Ronnie Yaya gets a draw with Enrique and Barzola. I thought Barzola did enough to win that fight, but it ends up being a draw. Uh, Maria, uh, sorry, Marina Moroz gets a unanimous decision over Myra Bueno Silva. David Dvorich with a decision over Bruno Silva. And then uh, Bia Malecki with a unanimous decision win over Veronica Macedo. We started out with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine of uh, the first nine fights. Uh, went to uh, all the all the rounds. We had no finishes in the first nine fights, and then we got finishes in all three of the last fights. Justin, uh, any thoughts on the rest of this uh, undercard here before we get on to get on with it? It was Decision City. I mean, I think this card was one of the more solid cards we've seen in a while, even through pay per views and stuff. You know, a lot of these cards half the lineup. You know, guys you don't recognize, but you could sit and talk about this card for an hour probably. But um, some big fights that, that stood out. Johnny Walker, you know, he, he had some decent moments in that fight. He did impress me that he, the fact that he was able to make it the whole time. You know, Carlos tough. I mean, he put away events not long ago, and, um, you know, he's, he's a tough test for anybody, and that's the first time Johnny Walker's ever went the round. So um, it was a good a good test for him. I think, uh, you know, it's his first fight out of TriStar, so can't really gauge a ton off of it. Uh, he needs a little more time, you know, to to get the style. He just needs to be honed in a little bit. I mean, he's got he's got everything that it takes. He just he just gets out there and gets wild, and um, you know, he needs to learn learn when to throw what. Um, Tornado's forty thousand years old and um, still out there just fucking whooping people's yeah, ass. Yeah, man. He dangerous. looks like yeah, he looks like he's like bred from the same crop as Joel Joel Romero. I mean, you know, I think they're about the same age. Um, but yeah, man, it was just it was a solid card all the way around. I thought, uh, you know, especially to for nothing else to be going on, uh, it was a good showcase for the UFC. Um, you know, they put on a lot of a lot of top contenders. You know, people that um, you could definitely see getting big big opportunities from here. Now, as we mentioned uh, before, this was a closed off uh, arena. There were no fans in attendance. It was just the fighters, corners, the officials and like your key production types. Uh, So uh, let's talk a little bit about that. You know, uh, obviously it made an impact on the atmosphere there in the arena. You didn't have the screaming crowds. You could hear every word that the cornermen were saying in the corners. Um, you know, what, what kind of effect did that have on the show? Uh, Greg, I'll start with you there. Uh, as far as the production, watching it at home, did could you tell a big difference in uh, not having the crowd there versus, uh, you know, having a crazy uh, arena full of screaming Brazilians, which generally gives a nice uh, hometown advantage to those Brazilian fighters? I, I didn't like it. I, I didn't like the It's because it's a spectator sport, and I don't like the fact that there wasn't like an actual fan back like, like I mean we even we joked about it about you know the NCAAs and all that stuff before they all got canceled in the NBA season how how goofy it was going to sound with just to hearing the floor screech and then we were I don't know but like you know even like this there wasn't enough I don't know I think and I also think that in the end at the end of the day I think that uh, you know the UFC lost a lot of money because of doing that right there a whole lot of money so I think that, that might have ultimately you know made the decision too to try to cancel the, the, the next few events too I think that played a big part in rolling it too. That's a lot of money at the gate that you're missing out on. Oh yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I I talked about this a little bit on the radio show with Vince earlier about that. And, you know, I think at the, at that top level, your UFCs and your national promotions are getting so much money from content rights and sponsorships that the live gate, while it sucks not to get it, I don't think that it is the top 
uh, the top percentage or ratio of, of their earning uh, revenue potential there, like it would be on a regional show where you just don't have those sponsorships. You don't have those content distribution deals and you need a live crowd to be able to have a chance. So I don't think that not having the live gate just absolutely crushes the UFC. I honestly think that if that were the case, you wouldn't have seen such strong efforts from Dana to put together shows three in a row that were potentially going, or I guess it would have been four in a row that would have potentially been without a crowd there. But, uh, you know, it certainly doesn't help, help the situation. Well, I was just like, it goes back to the fighters and they're like, like, I mean, like, what are the, how do they feel about it? And I mean, like, I'm sure they want to fight no matter what, but, without having the crowd behind them and stuff like that. And now out there for somebody to perform, it's kind of like, you know, just a scrimmage practice, right. you know, just a, you know, a challenge match right there in front of nobody. And, uh, I don't know. It's just odd. It's odd. It's just weird. Like, you know, even at, was it, was young, who was it that got the, the argument, the, after that, and they had those words exchanged afterwards, we just spoke about them, but that was uh, Moicano like, is Moicano. And, uh, and like, the well, who was he doing that in front of and who was he trying to impress right there? Right. It's kind of just like, I mean, you, I don't know. I just, it, it was just odd. It was, I didn't like it. Not having the fans, the fan base there. Cause a lot of fighters, you know, that can make or break too. It feeds off of, that's not just fighters alone. It's a home, home team advantage, you know, and in, in any, any sport, you know, having a crowd there makes a difference. Oh, hundred percent. I agree with that uh, for sure. And, and, you know, some fighters just handle it different. You know, some fighters I'd say love that. You know, they, they would love they love the silence, being able to hear their corner, not having the stress of fighting uh, in front of hostile fans. But then it's the exact opposite on a lot of fighters that just kind of they draw on that energy from the crowd to kind of uh, like I, I said, this same thing on the radio earlier today, like to kind of, you know, for lack of a better word, they just don't have that hulk up factor uh, with the crowd, you know, to kind of will them through those tough spots, you know, in a close fight in the third round, if you if you will. Uh, Jeff, uh, you know, a couple a uh, couple fighters came out of this thing uh, and they, you know, I just read about this today, but a couple Canadian fighters, uh, Randa Marcos and John McDessie uh, are both uh, thinking that they may have uh, been exposed to this coronavirus while in the process of uh, doing this fight. Um, they haven't been tested yet. That's kind of the problem. I think that, um, you know, they, they wanted to be tested. They asked for testing, I think, before they left, and they, they weren't able to get it. But because of their symptoms and those kind of things, they are now quarantined. Uh, and so they're not able to uh, get the medical attention. McDessie had said, you know, he kind of needed to be seen for I don't know exactly why, but McDessie had some, uh, you know, some bumps and bruises uh, to be attended to fight related uh, after his bout with Trinaldo. But because of his uh, quarantine status, he's not able to go to the hospitals uh, for 14 days uh, to to kind of get those tended to. Is that something that is just kind of collateral damage here? Something maybe you saw coming uh, or something? Is that something that's going to be, you know, a, a potential black eye for the UFC's efforts? I don't know. I, I didn't hear about either one of those fighters. Um, I did. Uh, I, I could have swore I saw, though, that the uh, the two ladies that started the show. Uh, uh, Malecki and Macedo. Yeah. Yeah. That both of those have tested positive. Oh, wow. No, I did not see that. I did not. That's, yeah, uh, I believe that that's what I heard. What I Red come across. Um, I mean, it's one of those things, man. I mean, we, I think you and I talked about it privately. It was just, you know, I, I was all for the Dana White gung ho. You ain't shutting us down. We're running. And it's all good. It's all, it sounds good until your first fighters, you know, become exposed and, and test positive or, uh, you know, so it's definitely going to come back and bite him in the ass, I think. Um, 
you know, I, I was a fan of it. I, I again, same reasons you guys do. There's no other fucking sports on TV. What am sure. I going to watch? Please, UFC, don't don't do this. <laughs> give me something, you know. Give me something. Um, but it's not, you know, the Wild West days, and and the Fertitas don't own the company anymore. Um, you know, it's a big corporation now. Uh, they were going to have to. Uh, they were going to have to fold. You know, um, to the pressure. There's no way that uh, that group of uh, ownership is not going to step in and say, no, you know, this is our world now. Uh, this is not how we're going to do it. Um, man, it's not going to it's not going to be good if more fighters come out, you know, with it. Um, again, I know we haven't touched base on it, but it doesn't matter what level it is, whether it's the UFC or whether it's Valor fighting. It's something that, you know, we're all having to think about, uh, you know, balancing out, keeping a business running. Uh, and you know, I don't know. It's one of those things out of sight, out of mind. I mean, hell, I went and partied all day yesterday for St. Patrick's day. Cause I'm, cause I'm the guy that, you know, was bar hopping yesterday going, fuck everybody, you know, right. Uh, Corona, Corona, Schmarona, you know, um, <laughs> you know, if I fucking get it, <laughs> you know, and I have a whole different fucking feeling about it. Um, so I don't know, man, it's, it's just a weird spot, man. This is a, a weird place that our country's in right now well the hell the world's in right now um you know to go back to what you were asking about as far as being a fan which you know was pretty much what your question was was yeah, yeah. you could all argue back and forth well what does it feel like for the fighters or what did it well it's really it's not for us to answer because we're not fighters uh, we weren't fighters on that card right. uh the question was was as a spectator at home watching on tv did it make a difference to you right and to me it didn't it didn't you know the way the lighting is it shows uh, the crowd, for the most part, all the lights are focused on the the cage. Uh, for the most part, the cage, the the arena part is blacked out. You don't really see a lot of fans anyway. Uh, the only time it really made a difference to me as a fan watching at home was when they announced the winner. There was even there was no cheers or there was no booze right. and walkouts. I mean, to me, that was that was the that was the only uh, you know the only thing being at home watching that really was a difference to me. Um, it was just a shit card, whether it had people to me, whether it had people in it or not. Uh, I just didn't enjoy the card, period. And now I'll be the first to admit that some of that is because I have a fucking gambling problem. And <laughs> as soon as I started losing way too many fights on the undercard, I just give up and throw in the towel and say, fuck this. I'm not watching it anymore because I've lost my bet and I don't care. Um, <laughs> so my opinion's probably pretty biased. So, you know, in hindsight here, did Dana and company make the right decision in, in, you know, forging forward with this show? Obviously, the pros are that they had center stage. They had all eyes on MMA and the UFC for the weekend. They were the show. Um, and then there's the cons in that, hey, it's, it sounds like we have had exposure to this virus through people that were participating at this event. And that's going to be something that Dana is going to have to, you know, kind of take on his on his shoulders uh, at the end of the day. If anything comes of that uh, at the end of the day, was it a, a good decision or a bad decision? Was it the right call, Justin, to, to, think, do, to do this? Well, I'm, I'd like to get everybody's take on this one. actually. Yeah, I mean, just real quick, I think it was the right decision, but wrong city, wrong country. Sure. You know, like if you're going to do this, do it in the confines of what, you know, not another country where. You know, you're not even really tracking what's going on with the trends with the with the virus in these other countries. It's my opinion. Maybe we could have gone through with it, but just not if it was a damn out of country show. Yeah. And you, you really have 
to a mat, like, you know, from what I've been reading, the fighters weren't tested for the for the coronavirus ahead of time over there. And that would have been something I would think that they would have wanted to make sure they had in place to at least alleviate the the worries of people that w- the few amount of people that were going to be on site there. Uh, Justin, your take. I think it was the right decision. Um, you know, a lot of the, at the time, you, you, they couldn't have done the event anywhere else. It was all happening last, you know, within that week during fight week. Um, you know, so most of your most of your crews already down there, so you can't you can't pull everybody over to America and change it up. Um, I think it was good that they stuck with it and um, did what they said. I would have liked to have seen them, you know, kind of to what you said, Jeff, that their plan was to go to the apex. Uh, and hold all the fights, you know, these next three events. Um, and, you know, it would have worked out if that at the time there was a sanction in uh, in Nevada for uh, events over 50 people. So um, they could have, you know, just limited the production crew, fighters and, and you know, a couple corners and they could have been underneath that. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, as far as the having the crowd there, you know, it goes back and forth between you know what you know whether you like it or not for me personally i think i would thrive in that situation not having the pressure of you know performing in front of all these people but um for the ufc you know like you said their money's not made at the gate anymore there was a time where that's where their that's where their business was and um it's just not there anymore they you know what would they would it they wouldn't have probably made a million dollars on the gate on this show um but at, for what they did, I, I haven't heard any numbers come out, but I would guarantee that that they upped the uh, ESPN Plus subscriptions um, some with this because there was nothing else going on. Um, you know, I think that if there was any way to do it, I think that that they would keep doing it um, and do it like you know, like they proposed at the Apex Center. Um, but it's just kind of out of their control at this point. Uh, I guess Nevada took all the license, suspended all licenses, so. Um, no fighter can fight there. Then they started talking about doing it on an Indian reservation, um, or uh, or was it an Indian reservation or, or something else? That there was a couple of options, but um, you know, ultimately, I guess none of that panned out. But uh, I think it's good. I mean, I, I think this whole thing's getting blown way out of proportion. Um, my opinion is not very popular on on the situation, I guess, but. Um, you know, all, all these people, like, if those fighters have it, you know, it's from all the accounts that I've seen videos of and heard people talk about, um, you know, these athletes are at zero risk of, of having any issues. Um, they're probably not even going to feel symptoms if they have it. They may they may test positive, but they're probably not going to get to know it. Um, you know, the, the people that it's killing, the average age is like 83 plus. Um, you know, it's, it's people with... with prior issues and stuff so you know lock your grandparents inside and you know tell the older people just to stay inside for a little while but i just don't um i thought this thing is getting getting blown way out of proportion um and i wish wish we, we still could have these shows myself greg uh hindsight 2020 looking back at it got got a couple infected pulled off the show with uh with a whole lot of people watching was it the right move was it the right play by the ufc um, at the moment in time, I don't think that we will know, because uh, I'm weighing in on both sides of the of the of the of the, of the scale here. With they say two people 
maybe four people from the event have got, have got it, but who, who's to say they weren't infected before it started? Very true, very true. And then and then they went and weighed in, and everybody now at that event could be affected, but we won't know for another seven to fourteen days because we don't have we don't have the, you know we don't have like instant test and to find out they've got it. So. I mean, we're going to get into it, I'm sure. But with all the numbers and everything that's going on, if you had asked me last week, do I think that we're over-exaggerating about it? I would say, yeah, this is stupid. You know, and jokes are being made and it's funny. But, you know, today I look at numbers and uh, I don't know if we're over-exaggerating anymore. <clears throat> so the other show that was supposed to go down last weekend was Bellator in uh, Uncasville, Connecticut. Now, that was on the Mohegan Sun's um, reservation. So um, they had made the decision the day before to go to a closed venue event, still have the show. Uh, they had the weigh-ins, you know, they, they had the weigh-ins. I saw the pictures go up, and then the day of the fight, they decided they were going to go ahead and cancel the show rather than do the closed door event. Uh, all reports are that all fighters on the card still got paid uh, their their show money, which was definitely a good move by Bellator. Uh, Jeff, your thoughts on that move? Was this is that a move that uh, you know obviously that you know Bellator takes a pretty good takes it on the nose pretty good, I'd say in this case with not being able to produce the show, not getting their content rights. I'm sure still paying out their fighters and all the fighters had gotten there. So, you know, there was travel involved and all that stuff. Um, did they make the right call to err on the side of caution? Because they don't have another card due up until May. So it's not like Bellator has, you know, events all through April scheduled that they have to na- navigate through. They kind of got out of this one and then they can kind of sit back for about six weeks and wait and see what happens. Um, I mean, I think they tried to, to forge ahead and end up being the only one to, to put the show on. But again, it falls back on ownership. I mean, paramount i mean at the end of the day we know the money's all you say bellator loses money on cars and such like that but paramount's not losing money right well they're they've got the money it didn't hurt them one bit to pay any of that stuff not a single solitary bit and the the machine is too big the money's too vast um for it to even hurt them i mean I, i said hats off to them again because i wanted to watch some damn fights uh, that I thought that they were actually going to go through with it, but um, didn't surprise me one bit that they had to fold just like everybody else does. I mean, uh, the backlash is just going to be too much. And and again, when ownership is uh, not fight people, right? Business Why people, they're, in, they're they're industry people, um, media people. That's who owns these promotions now, not fight people. So um, you know, fight, hell, fight people. Uh, if you know, and think back, you know, in the beginning, there was no fucking drug testing. There was no, uh, you know, uh, blood testing or nothing like right. that. But they don't give a damn. Uh, but this is this is corporate world, man. Uh, they're going to do what they're told to do. Um, should they have paid them? Absolutely. And I think what makes that different is, is you know, if I'm a fighter fighting for Bellator, was it'd be different if you had canceled the show while I'm still sitting at home. You know, that's one thing. But you chose to push it to the limit. You chose to get me here. You chose to fly me here, put me in a hotel, leave my home, um, obviously do my weight cut because we weighed in. Right. Uh, uh, absolutely. And I think that's the difference between what we're seeing with what happened with Bellator and we're, what we're reading through social media on all the smaller promotions uh, throughout the country that had to pull cards that did it. You know, some did it the same way. I, you know, we saw a fight. A friend of ours was going to be on in Miami. 
<clears throat> same thing. They didn't pull it until all the fighters got there into town. You know, other fight, other fight cards, you know, pulled on Tuesday, Wednesday before people started coming into town for weigh-ins. And I think that's what makes the, you know the difference. And I'm not trying to be heartless to fighters, not none whatsoever, because I love these guys. You know, I love what they do. If I didn't, and I didn't have their back, I wouldn't have. You know, I wouldn't be sitting here 12 years later from you know the time we started in this thing, Tim. Right. But um, there's two sides to this, man. And and me and you talked about it again the other day. Was I think that's the difference. If you brought me here, that's one thing. But if you canceled before I got here, um, you know, again, let's just use Valor as because that's what we all know. That's what we're all closest to. Um, we, do, you know, Valor does this for the fighters. You know, if anybody wants to think that, you know, small regional promotions are getting rich off this, they're absolutely nuts. You know, you break even, you got enough to buy a, a fucking steak dinner afterwards, you're happy. All right. But if you don't have that ticket revenue coming in and you pay all your fighters their show money, uh, pay your matchmaker for the work that he did and putting the card together and you have zero dollars income, you're out of business. You're okay. done. And so now what? So your fighter is happy because you did the right thing by them, and it is the right thing. But then what happens next month if all this blows over or three months from now when all this blows over and everything's gone, and now these fighters, hey, anybody got a fight card that I can be on? Well, no, we can't because we all went out of business because we, right. we paid all of you guys for the fight that didn't happen. Um, I'm glad you were happy that month, but there's no more valor. There's no more this or no more that um, because we did what was right you know, in your eyes, we paid everybody and now we're bankrupt. Now we're out of business. So, you know, you got to kind of weigh it out. It's, I don't think it all just falls on what's, what's good for the fighter. Uh, you know, at a, at a certain level in this game, it's all about what's best for the future of the promotion or the future of the sport in your area. Because, you know, some of these other promotions just cannot sustain paying everybody that showed up or that was supposed to fight that weekend for a card that had zero income. And I, you know, I read everybody's arguments about, well, you still stream it and pay for it. Horseshit. That doesn't work at the smaller level. No. You know, the people that buy the ticket are the ones that are there to see a specific person. The casual fan buys a ticket and comes to the show because their buddy is going to be at the show or, Hey, all the guys from work are going and I just want to be part of the crew. So I'm going, that doesn't happen with the live streams. The only people that are going to buy that live stream is mom, dad, you know, and an immediate, you know, best friend or something like that. You don't get the casual ticket yeah. seller or just the guy who wants to come along for the ride. And they're going to watch so it. What happens is, is I'm going to order it and then I'm ordering all my friends to come over because I'm going to mirror it onto my big screen and we're all going right. to sit around and we're going to pay one nineteen ninety nine for six people to come in and watch it. So, you know, you're, you're not even going to scratch making your money back on the stream. So, the UFC has already announced now that they're going to cancel the next three events. Uh, there was one supposed to be this weekend. Uh, and then, you know, uh, that was uh, the one that was supposed to be in London, England. They, they tried all the way up until, uh, I guess, two days ago uh, to make that move over to the United States, going so far as to put out a, an open call almost to uh, to fighters uh, that were willing to take a fight on short notice. If you had a 70% win percentage and uh, you were, you know, street legal to, to, to travel about and 
fight in the United States, then, you know, you were fair game to, to make up some slots on this card. They were trying to get it going in Oklahoma on an Indian reservation. But at the end, they ended up pulling the plug on all three. I know there was also some uh, some plans or uh, hypothetical plans to hold, uh, hold these events in the Performance Center at the Apex Center in Las Vegas. But now Las Vegas or the whole state of Nevada has put the squash on uh, live events up until the 25th, I believe. So uh, did they make the right call, guys, in canceling these three next three events? Uh, is this something where they maybe could have just canceled the next one event and tried to scramble together in the next two to see what happens or cancel the next two events and see about, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of splitting hairs at this point, but do you, you think they made the right move to cancel the next three events uh, ahead of the UFC 249 event, which they are still saying will be a go uh, literally one month from today, April the 18th. Um, so uh, let's uh, let's go. Uh, let's go to Greg, man. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, these next three events, um, are they uh, are they uh, did they make the right call in canceling these three? Or do you think they, they've uh, jumped the gun on doing all on caning all three this quickly? Um I'm really not sure. Just to be on the safe side, everybody's canceling everything right now, and uh, the virus is spreading quick. Uh, but, I mean, like, still me over here, down here in, you know, Chattanooga, I, we only have, like, one case, uh, maybe three at the most. And then Dalton, Georgia, it's got, like, three cases or something. It's just, like, I don't know if it's a – I think going and canceling these events or maybe just – too much too soon but i mean they're just taking precaution because of it but i mean like this is affecting just a lot of people like people don't see what's going on you know yet and i mean if people think that going after toilet paper you know and being desperate for that is bad wait till you know people out there about to you know lose their house and they can't and they don't have nowhere to stay and you know their family's losing their house so they haven't got it's just and it's going to be just a big old freak out over uh, what I hope is really nothing, you know, but, uh, I mean, I don't know what it's like up there in Nashville. I mean, y'all, y'all just got hit with a tornado and then y'all are trying to build from that and then boom, this shit hits. And, uh, yeah, it's, and then tough. Here, I mean, it's crazy. It's was we're delivering up. supplies today from the tornado and I'm sitting here going, we've been collecting all these supplies for this tornado and who the hell are we delivering them to now? <laughs> There's no schools yeah. open. You know, you're right. You just go from one to the other. I think we're in the 50-something cases in Davidson County here. Wow. I think Davidson right. County has the the most. Last I saw today uh, in the Knox County region, we've technically got two listed, but I, from what I've gathered, only one is actually here. The other person had tested positive in another state, but they have a county of residence as, as Knox, so it kind of counts towards ours. But, uh, yeah, two here technically, uh, one, I think, physically, and then one in Hamilton County. That's where Greg is as well. But um, let's see here. Uh, do you guys think uh, – I was going to Justin on this one. Uh, Justin, do you think that we are going to see these entire events rescheduled, or do you think we're going to see the majority of these bouts kind of sprinkled about, dispersed onto upcoming cards, or neither even? Um, I think it would be tough to, to schedule new events at this point. You know the, the schedule is pretty full. There's not a lot of weeks um, weeks off. I mean, I guess if you just wanted to basically, you know, go ahead and commit to every weekend. Um, I don't know. I don't know how many open spots there are, but um, that would be cool. But you know, it'd be cool to, to be like a throwback to, to the old days. You know, where you had to wait three months for a pay per view, and the whole thing was just fucking massive. Badass, yeah. You know, and and 
you know, you can you can throw the top two fights of each of these cards, you know, the main and co-main of, of all three of these events onto one main card, you know, and you've got fireworks, um, you know, where you can disperse them. Uh, I'm not sure what they're going to do, uh, you know. I don't know, it's a tough call. I don't know what, what the better option would be. Like I said, I guess I would have to look at the schedule and see, you know, if, if there's three open weekends, maybe just move them back. Um, you know, but otherwise, uh, you know, you had to throw them in, into these cards. You know, I don't I don't like the idea of, of stacking weekends, you know, where you've got um, multiple two, events. Yeah, multiple events. I don't love that. Um, you know, and then to come off of a hiatus and then straight into, um, you know, just an oversaturation, I don't think is a great idea either. So. That's the kind of thing that is going to be prevalent even on the regional scene. And I'm dealing with it here right now in that, you know, we had an event scheduled for next weekend at Saudi Daisy, March the 28th. The state of Tennessee has been uh, has been great, honestly, you know, as much as I bitch from time to time. They've actually been really cool. And, um, you know, there is no official edict from the governor or from the state of Tennessee against running events right now. They're uh, they probably, I you know. I don't know for sure, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if the UFC, if, if they tried to come to Tennessee, they may could have pulled it off, honestly, because Tennessee is one of the few states still that is mm-hmm. saying that we're leaving it up to the individual, leaving it up to the organization. We suggest, you know, we would recommend not attending large scale events, but we're still going to leave it up to the individual's choice. Uh, in our case for Valor, you know, it was a local decision in the, the Hamilton County Schools are out of session now until the 30th, our event scheduled for the 28th. They just weren't going to have people in their facilities before the kids were back. So it makes sense, uh, you know, but it's it's very much at the local level that we've ran into the hurdle more so uh, from a national or from a state level, to tell you the truth. Uh, but in turn now, you know, we've got to show April the 3rd coming up six days later. Uh, the city of Knoxville has not put any sort of mandates into effect against events. Our venue, the Cotton Eye Joe, is uh, ready to rock and roll. And so right now that show is still a go. Now, who knows? It's a very, very fluid situation. As everybody knows, every day you hear about a new city or a new state law, you know, cracking down, locking down. So that could very well change. And that's what makes it so difficult right now because everybody wants answers. When are we going to fight? When are you rescheduling this? And like, nobody wants answers more than me, but I just don't really have those solid. And, you know, I can say as of this moment, this is the status, this is the situation, but things are changing moment by moment. And all these things can just go in the shitter so quickly. Uh, And so that's got us thinking about, you know, well, you know, if we are, if we feel like we're going to be able to pull this event off here in Knoxville, do we start shuffling some of these fights from Saudi Daisy up here to Knoxville in the, uh, in the assumption that maybe March the 30th comes and school doesn't come back. And now the Hamilton County Board of Education isn't going to approve the venue facility use because school's still not in. And it's so it's so up in the air as to, you know, right now school's out through March 30th. But, you know, no one's going to be shocked for that to be extended whenever you're seeing states like Kansas cancel the rest of the school year. Mm -hmm. And so that just makes it super, super hard to to plan anything at this point. That's uh, that that's that's definitely a difficult, a difficult thing we're, we're facing. The UFC 249 is still a go. That is the next event. As we said, April the 18th, that is a big main event. We know that it's not going to take place in New York. 
where it was originally supposed to be. That's Khabib, Tony Ferguson, as well as uh, Rose Nama Yunus and Jessica Andrade. Just a big card. I mean, it's a it's a big, big card. So I see, uh, you know, Dana wanting to save that one. There's been talk that it will not be here in the United States. I've seen some rumors it's going to be in Dubai um, in the United Arab Emirates, which I'm sure Khabib would, would be great, great to great with. Um you know, uh, let's go to you, Jeff. Is this do you expect UFC 249 to happen still, uh, given the fact that, you know, now they've they've cleared the schedule ahead of it. The UFC machine now has a month pretty much to work on the logistics of uh, re- refocusing on this UFC 249 card, even if it means taking it overseas away from the United States. Uh, do you think this fight card is going to happen still or do you think that that could uh, go by the wayside in the coming weeks as well? I'm like you, man. It is ridiculous to speculate what's going to happen because, again, I'm, I'm, all of us in some way, shape, or form, whatever industry we're in, are dealing with the same thing. And in the educational field, uh, what we thought a week ago, uh, or what we thought seven days ago, um, didn't hold true six days ago, and what we thought six days ago didn't hold true five days ago. Right. I was sitting with, uh, you know, as a supervisor in the school system all of us sitting around a board table and, and we're just planning for literally one day we're planning on how to move forward and what precautions we're going to take through the rest of the school year with limiting facility usage, limiting this, limiting that, because uh, we were making plans for the rest of the school year on how we were going to be proactive. And the very next morning, we're getting all our shit together to be done for the next three weeks, you know, see on April 6th. And then today, you know, as we're all sitting and listening to um, a lot of the, the voting that was going on today uh, on Capitol Hill, you know, so now uh, 10 ready tests are done, EOCs are done, there's no TCAP, there's no end of year testing, the mandatory 180 days of school now has been waived. Uh, so, you know, we're having talks right now going, are we even going back this year? Right. Um, you know, and how does that affect me as a football coach? Well, now we have no spring practice. Now we have no this. Now we have no that. You start looking at the curve. You know, is this going to last through June and July? You know, which, I mean, so to say that I what I think is going to happen with that card, it would be ridiculous. But I will say I agree with you. If that card happens, it's because they're going to find some, like you said, Dubai, some country out in the middle of the desert to throw up a tent. Uh you know, they're one of the richest places in the world and have it there. That's the only way it's going to happen. And with a month out, Jeff, you could potentially conceivably get these fighters out there two weeks early. You know, you, oh, kinda is- you could potentially isolate them out there. You test them for the coronavirus two weeks in advance and you give them the full, you know, assume that they just picked it up the moment they got off the plane there and it incubates for two weeks and, and you got them there for two weeks in, in advance and you just kind of shelter those motherfuckers and just know that you're going to pull it off because if they do pull it off, they're going to have some right. big numbers. That's, that's the only way it's going to happen. Cause I, you joked about it, but I thought the same thing too. When, when Ohio was canceling theirs, I was the first one going, shit, email Mark Ratton or somebody, you know, Nashville ain't canceling nothing. But thing is, if they did that though, as soon as they book that, that would be the catalyst. That would be the catalyst, and that would be the uproar that people needed. What do you mean you're moving that? Are y'all crazy? And then and then the state would jump in where they were being quiet before. That's because there was really nothing big going on. Right. Um, but, um, you know, you bring attention to the UFC bringing a card in that. So that's going to happen no matter what city he tries to move this to in the United States. Uh, they're going to have to go 
somewhere in the damn the Greenland, Iceland, <laughs> somewhere up in some Providence in Canada that has nowhere to go or Dubai, somewhere in the desert. Um, but I'm like the rest of the world. That damn fight, that title fight has been cursed uh, for years now. And if that thing doesn't happen this time, Jesus Christ, we need, yeah, I mean, right. we need that fight. I don't, I don't care if it's like the first Fox card where the show is one fight, literally like the Kane and Dos Santos fight yeah. on Fox, the first Fox. Give us a card where you just put a cage somewhere and it's one fight, one, a one fight card and make that damn fight happen. Let's get it over with. Greg, your thoughts. Uh, you think, uh, no, you think uh, by hook or by crook, Uncle Dane is going to figure out a way to make this one happen. Yeah, the Ferguson and Khabib fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the this is the fifth time they've tried to line it up. I don't know, man. Uh, I think it's destined to just not happen. And as of right now, I say they still continue with how they're doing things. I probably won't get to see it. I mean, I've got my hopes up. You know, three three other times and and just didn't happen. Justin, you think uh, I I I honestly have faith that they're going to make it happen. I have faith that even if it's not here, it's flying them out to the fucking desert and just like isolating their asses out there until it happens. I feel like they're going to make every effort to try to make this happen. Yeah, um, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's, it's going to happen. You know, I think this fight's too big to kind of go back to to Jeff's point earlier. Um, you know, with IMG being you know, ultimately behind the wheel at this point, there that's why we're not going to see events, you know, these next three events. It's not that they couldn't find a place. I mean, you know, they could have possibly come to Tennessee. They definitely could have done uh, Indian reservations. Uh, but the, the thing is, it wasn't worth putting your name out there for three free, free cards, you know. But you're talking about potentially, you know, this this could be Connor and could be, you know, this could be bigger. And especially with, with everything else shut down, if it's All still, eyes. Yeah, if it's still shut down at that point, everybody's been locked up for three, four weeks. I mean, you're ready to see somebody get their ass whooped. And do they keep it on pay per view? <clears throat> oh yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think I think they kill pay per view on it. This may be, it may be one of the. I mean, I think the pay per view model's going by the wayside, and this may be one of the last big chances to capitalize on it. Sure. Um, I saw somebody float the idea of, of getting just like a big fucking cargo ship and going out in the middle of the ocean and, and right, you know, right. Um, but I think it's, I, I think it's going to be Dubai. Um, and I, you know, I think you know this is worth <coughs> the amount of money that, that, that it's going to bring in um, is worth the taking the chance. I, I think you know I think it'll be if they pull it, it'll be last minute, and it'll be because it's you know all out apocalypse or something. I, I think. Um, you know, if it's if that fight was this weekend, there's no way they're canceling it. They're going to figure out a way to make it. Um, it's not Leon Edwards and, and Tyron Woodley. So, um, you know, yeah, I think I think that did we get to see that fight? Let's uh, kind of uh, round things out here, guys, with uh, with a little bit more, I guess, broad talk here. Uh, the impact of this thing on uh, on on everyone is is massive, be it from the promotions as far, you know, the uh, financial uh, risks uh, of trying to either cancel event or hold an event that nobody comes to because of fear of, uh, you know, of contracting this virus uh, all the way to fighters who obviously are, you know, they are depending on these paychecks a lot of the times uh, if they don't, you know, they've actually a lot of the times invested money out of pocket 
in their camps. And so for them not to get a, a purse, you know, that that's uh, devastating to them. So I think a lot of fighters are still willing to fight. I, I will tell you, I've had very few fighters tell me that they do not want to compete over the next few weeks. Uh, you know, they're more concerned about just us not being able to compete. Uh, obviously, uh, it's a strain on the fans, you know, because, you know, you want to support your people, you want to support your guys, but at the same time you have, you know, you're, you're scared, you know, and you're, you're worried about uh, contracting this thing out in a group of people. So the, uh, you know, the, the ramifications are, are widespread here. Uh, you know, I'd like to get each of you guys take on, uh, you know, what is the, what is the say in your opinion, what is the safest way to proceed from here? How much time do you feel like is enough time? And under what circumstances is it? Do you feel like, you know, we can get back to business as usual? Is it two weeks? Is it a month? Is it when you see a certain number of cases, uh, you know, plateau uh, at a certain number? Uh, I'm just curious about what each person what the, what it would take in their mind to to ease up tensions um, you know, to your average Joe to where, you know, you have don't have legislation uh, pushed for, you know, the closing of, of venues and, and events and gatherings. Uh, I'll start with you, Greg. Since Tennessee is uh, one of the only places to actually let us have the show go on, I would greatly appreciate it if they would let us find a place to do it at. Because, yeah, like you were speaking of, the fighters, they have invested a lot of time a lot of money in their own camp to get ready for a fight, which that's something I've done. And I was counting on that person that, that payday this coming up weekend, uh, next weekend. I'm sorry, but I mean, I was counting on that money to get me through for this, that another thing, because that is what I do for a living. Professional fighter. I do have another job, but, uh, I have made arrangements for the next two months to be able to train and do this and that, and put in my time and effort, my money into this camp. And now that it's not happening, you know, I have a lot of sponsors that are having a lot of questions about what, you know, what's going on. And I can't tell them anything because I know just as much as they do. I just know that the show's postponed and we're looking for a date of April 18th. And that's what we're focused on. And uh, we're going to keep going until then. But, I mean, that adds on an extra, you know, a couple of weeks of a, a stress training. And, uh, you know, you're supposed to you're supposed to peak that week of the 28th. And, you know, if you supposed to peak that week and you know I mean, it, it just more stuff comes up even there's obviously you know when, when you can't train because your gyms aren't open because of this virus that's going on and then you know just and just because that's going on doesn't mean your bills aren't stopping you know i mean like you're still having to pay the bills and uh i don't know it's just a bunch of bullshit going on i think i, I mean again goes right back to what the original question is do i think it's a, an over exaggeration you know i still don't know you know i don't know it's a, it's ridiculous though. Everything is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but you know, but I guess my, my main question was, you know, at what, what do you feel like will be the, uh, the tipping point, if you will, it, it is, back it, to the good, see. back to the good, to let, get us back to, since, to where people feel we, com- comfortable. Yeah. Since we, since Tennessee's the only state, let us run, let us run an event and test it where we're at. We only have, I think we have like a hundred cases in Tennessee and we only have one, one death, you know, I remember one percent, something like that. It's not, it's not that big of a deal right here, right now. And I mean, I don't know if it's an over exaggeration. I don't know. We're trying to keep from what's going on over in Italy, which is horrible. But I'm saying, like, I mean, they had four hundred something deaths today because of the coronavirus. But we've had, I think, forty uh, something in our in our country. But 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Do we do we do we test it out and be the one to be the test dummy that spread the virus and killed everybody? Or I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't I don't know if I believe it really yet. I don't know. I mean, I I see it going on, but I just I don't understand. Like, I mean, the, the freakouts over a bunch of different shit. Like, I think they need to let us run ours since Tennessee is the only state that's let do it. Let us go. Let us run it here. They should have let us do ours on March 28th. They should have canceled it so dang early. I don't think they should have done it yet. I feel like, you know, but I'm going to go to Jeff on on his take on this next because I I don't uh, I, I don't really think there is a right answer or a wrong answer for this. I I, I want to interject and say like it would be in a perfect world, <laughs> you know, you could say, all right, well look, you know, we're going to test running this show. We're going to get um, we're going to get these tests out to uh, the fighters here ahead of time. It's not a perfect thing because obviously it can be it can lie in incubation. We know and it may not show up immediately, but to to alleviate people's fears to a degree, we will do testing of these fighters. Uh, you know, say uh, on fight week. You know, if you can find a test. Right. Well, and, and word is there's lots of tests out there now uh, starting to flood in there. I, I know that there were several hundred thousand tests that arrived here in Tennessee, or I read that anyway. Hell, it could be fucking fake news. But uh, at the end of the day, if you could do something along those lines and then you, maybe you have uh, the ability to uh, be uh, t- taking uh, some sort of assessment of, of fans as they come through with a uh, with a temperature type thing of uh, somebody from the health department, uh, you know, anybody that, that flags for a for a fever uh, isn't allowed in and uh, it's just it all sounds so draconian <laughs> actually but at the same time just trying to think of ways that would kind of calm people's minds to a degree uh jeff any any take on this I, the only thing that's going to calm people's minds is the media uh, i mean they're the ones that control yeah. all this yeah, yeah the day someone just publicly facebook social media the news whatever the day someone just says well you're good to go yeah. And watch it all just disappear. That's oh, yeah. that's what it's going to take. Now, because that's what's driving this right now is uh, it's it's media driven and it's fear driven. But today, somebody, anybody, uh, stands in front of a camera and says, "Hey, everything's good. Everything's under control. Um, you know, go back as to you were. You know, yeah, as you were. Everybody will just immediately uh, a, a sigh of relief and go back to doing things that they." were quarantined from doing 24 hours before there will be no easing back into it uh it's it's just going to be like a light switch comes on and they're going to say you guys are good now and everybody's going to go back to it without even you know uh without any hesitation and so unfortunately in my opinion that's what it's going to take to get it back to the good is the media telling the world that it's you know, that it's okay. I definitely don't think it's feasible to say that a bunch of, uh, you know, Tennessee MMA fighters are going to get a chunk of tests. Right. Um, you know, the fact of the matter is, again, on, on my work conference calls today, my county is receiving tests tomorrow for the first time, and we get 22. That's oh. 22 tests for the entire county uh, of, of like 7,000 people in my county. You know what I'm saying? So, sure. uh, I doubt they're going to throw Valerie any of them. Um, and again, I understand why the show was canceled, not because um, it has nothing to do with the state, it has nothing to do with the athletic commission, it has nothing to do with the governor, any kind of calls made. That was simply a call because, again, I do this for a living. I, I, I told you, Tim, as soon as we did it with our school, I knew it was coming on this one. And that's uh, facility usage. If school is closed, whether it be for the flu, sickness, lice, whatever it is, yeah. if school is closed, uh, you, you don't rent your facilities out to anybody. Um 
Uh, you know, I had to kick out a lot of AAU basketball teams and gymnastics and wrestling teams because I do facilities here in my county. Um, when, when we closed for a couple of days for flu and uh, didn't matter that they rented it, we, we gave refunds. You know, it's just uh, that's the rules. Um, uh, you know, but I'm one of these guys that, you know what, fuck it. If Cotton Eye Joe it wants to be open, I don't know. I don't know. Have you talked to Chuck and them? Like how has business been not fight business, but how has bar business been since this has gone on? Because the way I look at it was if business has been, has been slow, you guys got nothing to lose. Let us pull an all day or like we did back in the day. Remember that show? We did two of them. One got oh, canceled. Yeah. So we ran two of them back to oh, back. Yeah. Let us, let us put that bitch up on Thursday night and start at 10 a.m., 11 the next day, and let's run them both, man. Fuck it. Let's do it. Well, yeah, you know, you're, that's not something that's that far out of the question in that, you know, I've talked to, I actually talked to Chuck today, and, uh, and, and uh, you know, Chuck is uh, under a lot of stress right now, as I'm sure that anyone can imagine. And so uh, best wishes with him, and he just had a procedure done, you know, just a couple weeks ago that I'm sure that this is not helping. Uh, he is under a lot of pressure to to close that now that said the city has not put any mandate down saying that bars need to close or uh gatherings can't happen but he's in a he's in a spot where you know i think that he feels like a good bit of this is overblown but at the same time the optics matter and it can't look like he just wants to make money hand over fist and be the only guy that's open when all of his other uh contemporaries out there if you will are closing and so because right down the interstate it's happened here Uh, second avenue and broadway in nashville are ghost towns right now because the mayor did tell everybody i want you closed you know yeah uh, closed down so um you know to go back to what you're asking about the fighters though um i think you're 100 right fighters don't care look these are guys that wall around in each other's blood sweat spit and everything else it's not an idea about not feeling safe for them i think we're there the ones i've talked to uh their irritation um I wouldn't even say irritation. That's not even the right word. Um, their anxiety right now is the unknown. Even if you tell me today, March 28th is canceled and we're going to do it on April the 18th. Well, guess what happens? You know, what happens on April the 12th when you tell me April 18th is now right. gone? Right. I think it's more of how long do I have to stay ready? And I know the old cliche, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. There's a difference, Greg will tell you. There's a difference between being ready and being ready, being fight ready. Like you said, you're peaking, you're getting ready to start your weight cut. It's like, how long do I have to stay at a week out from a fight? You know, your body is in a certain place one week out from a fight or two weeks out from a fight. Like, how long do I have to stay there? Um, you know, I had one call me yesterday. It's like, damn, I want to go out for I want to drink tomorrow for St. Patrick's Day. If there's no fight, I want to go drink, you right. know? Um, and not that he couldn't get right back in the gym and, and, you know, get right back at it. But it's just that relief of going, look, if there's not a fight, there is an everyday world that I live in when sure. I don't have a fight, as opposed to the type of world I live in when I have a fight. It's like, so how long stay in the on deck circle forever? Exactly. Swinging in the on deck circle for the whole game, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's where their um, anxiety, frustration, um, you know, fear is, is from is you can keep giving me dates, but um, you know, it's still an unknown. You know, and I'm sure somebody like Greg, I mean, shit, this is two weeks out from fight night. 
Uh, I'd say the majority of his big ticket, you know, purchases have already been done. So I'm telling you, I know Greg. I'm sure Greg, your fucking phone is ringing up. Well, about my tickets, I, you know, I spent five hundred dollars on a table. You know, what's going to happen to my money? Can you go ahead and send a refund? Uh, you know, send me a refund now, and when they reschedule, I'll just repurchase. You know, right. I'm sure all those questions are going on, and it's probably stressful as shit. You know, yeah, uh, because they want their money, or they want something for their money, and that's why I almost feel like you know what, just to get this out of it. And that's why I was saying April 3rd, if we can get them all done, knock it out and then put those future ones on hold. Let's make up the ones that we missed. Let's run it all in one day, be done with it. And then let's take our hold. So let's get those fighters off deck. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, that is something that we're talking about. And that is, uh, you know, and I'm really speaking way or in advance until I get some clarification. But, you know, we are really thinking about doing just like a mega show that will combine these two cards together. Uh, But we need it to be on a Saturday for that to work. You know, Friday, just not going to, it's just not going to work like that. So, uh, you know, we're working on that and hopefully, uh, you know, if that, if that happens and having just one mega show on a Saturday, uh, most likely uh, aiming at the 18th, but not completely out of the question for the fourth. (laughs) So, you know, and it's, I know it's just fucked up because I just can't like, I want to be able to give answers more than anybody, man. Like I oh, need sure, to, be able to, have to be able to know for my own damn self, like what the fuck's going on. But like, it is so fluid and that is saying, putting it so mildly. Oh, I know because we, you could sit here tomorrow and say, you know what? Mega show April 3rd, doing it two cards in one, get your money's mm-hmm. worth. Everybody come out. And then, Fucking Monday morning, the state call and go, oh, we heard about this all day mega show. Uh, you yeah. know, we, we can't allow this. You know, we're not going to support this. And then you've just gotten everybody's hopes up again and, and just crushed them all again, man. So I don't know. Fuck it. And, you know, the, the commission, honestly, something that. <laughs> yeah, we could get we can get we we have been given the green light by the by the commission. But the commission mm-hmm. It can very well just be completely overruled real quick, you know, uh, when when they, their superiors uh, hand something down and say, well, no, 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 we're actually not going to do that. You know, so as of right now, our commission is ready to rock and roll on the April's third show. They're ready to, to, to move things over from March 28th to April 18th. And I'm sure they'd be more than willing to combine those cards and do it, do them together. It's just um, the, the thing that I worry most about would be something coming from our own city. If, if things if they get wind of such right. uh, where our, where Knoxville is, uh, right, is, right. is against it. That said, we are not uh, the Cotton Eye Joe is not in the city of Knoxville. So they're in the county of Knoxville and the Knox County mayor is fucking Kane. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, maybe that has I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But like if anybody may have some sort of uh, bleeding heart for this, <laughs> maybe it's Kane. Well, I mean, again, the good thing is, is if you were trying to use like the Knoxville Coliseum, you know, a stadium, right. a Coliseum or something like that. Uh, like you said, all eyes are going to be on you. Um, but when they're thinking about the Cotton Eye Joe, to them, it's just a bar. You know, it's right. just a bar. Whatever's going on in that bar, you know, is out of our control. We don't care about whatever. We know damn well it only holds this many people. So, you know, you're not fitting 2,000 people in the Cotton Eye Joe. Uh, so, you know, they know at most how many people are in there, and it's kind of an out of sight, out of mind. Were you trying to run a Coliseum show? Never happened. You know, it never fucking happened. Sure. 
I agree. I agree 100%. And I think that they would probably just have a lesser uh, illusions in their mind of, of a bar event just being that packed, you know, ultimately yeah. more than, you know, 500, 600 people. Uh, a couple more things. We'll get out of here, guys. Uh, you know, uh, I'd like to get, uh, you know, your uh, your overall take on uh uh, well, actually, no, I didn't get to Justin on this, did I? Did I get your take? No, okay, yeah, Justin, your take on uh, on kind of the uh, what it's going to take to get back to, to good, if you will. First off, I want to tell you guys, Tim's taking shots out of a uh, cough syrup cup. Um, I'm not sick. I just don't have a one shot glass, and I gave it to my guests. <laughs> uh, I think at this point we're we're already overreacting and and moving way too fast. Uh, I think it's all kind of uncalled for, but again, my opinion's not the popular one. Um, but since we're here, I don't think we have a choice but to, to wait it out. You know, I don't think that in a week we're going to know anything. You know, like you said, we got a couple hundred thousand uh, tests in Tennessee, but there's seven million of us right, here. Right. So you know, we don't. Even, if, if we had nine hundred thousand, you know, we're we still need seven times that amount of tests to, to test everybody and. Right now, you know, the, the high figures I'm seeing are like 4% mortality rate, but we know who's dying. You know, we, we, we know we have an autopsy. We see that they died from this, but we don't know how many people really had it. We don't know that it hasn't been here for two or three months, um, you know, and even if it did just get here three weeks ago, I mean, it could, we could already be the infection rate. I saw yesterday it was 4,000. Today I saw somewhere something about 7,000, so I'm not sure, but um, you know, that's out of 3 billion people. Yeah. And, um, so it's like, you know, 0.001% are infected in the U S right now. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think at this point you just need to wait it out and just say, this is what we chose to do. And, um, you know, hope for the best. And if, if it comes out, which I, you know, I think that we'd be fine regardless, but, um, if we come out on the other side and everything's, Fine to say, you know, we made the right decision. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, know. I've got to say that I think in a perfect world, if for things to, you know, to kind of calm down and it's not, you know, it's not something that anyone wants to do. No one wants to do the social distancing. No one wants to uh, have to cancel events or stay, stay at home. But if, if we were to practice that and just kind of do what they're telling us to do over the next two weeks, that gets us to the end of the month pretty much, you know, and, and if the, 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 the rule has helped, then we should see uh, what they call, I guess, the flattening of the curve, as you as they say, where our, our infected numbers and our hospitalized numbers don't ever really get to a uh, substantial amount all at once. Uh, I feel like if that happens in a couple of weeks and we still just kind of stay in a, you know, it's inevitable that we're going to get more tests positive because they're testing more people. So that just goes mm-hmm. hand in hand. But in fact, it, but in, at the same time, it's going to feed more hysteria because you'll yeah. see the numbers yeah, going yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be something that you're going to have to watch for. You know, don't just see, oh, man, overnight we're doubling the number. You know, like I said yesterday, I saw 4,000. Today I saw 7,000. That doesn't mean that it doubled, you know, infecting people overnight. It just means that many more people got tested. Right. You know, um, so, you know, but the more people that get tested with it, the lower the, the mortality rate goes down and, you know, the, the hospital um, – overpopulation, oversaturation of the hospitals is the, the biggest thing I keep hearing, but the people, the accounts that I keep hearing of it are, you know, some of the worst accounts are like I had a 
had fever and felt like shit for 24 hours and then I was pretty cool and you know the the amount of people that are going to need to be hospitalized are very few um, I don't know what what percentage of the population is 80 plus but that's the average death you know of, of everybody right now it's 80 something and, um, so I don't know I just think maybe we should put a, put a sign up at the event that says uh, only uh, under 80 no one over 80 allowed inside or something that would be like the exact, yeah, that would be wild, wouldn't it? You know, you see so many no underage, it's like no overage, you're overage, yeah. you can't get in here, you know? I think what what Jeff was talking about, um, you know, it seems like, I can't remember if, if that show, Jeff, the show that you were talking about, the mega show or whatever, it was a Friday and a Saturday, right? Man, I know it was, uh, it was Chattanooga, wasn't it? And I'll tell you the way I remember, because, uh, that was uh, Hot Sauce's, uh, it was the tournament thing, and it was Hot Sauce's last No, it was Knoxville play. at the convention center yeah, downtown. About, yeah, yeah. It was a Friday, Saturday? We were sitting there, yeah, we were worried about, you know, God, I don't remember, because Scott and Charlie and them, they walked out at like like one fifteen in the morning, or like 12.45, okay. and it ended at one fifteen. Uh, you know, I remember Cromwell was on that card, and these dudes just find out, like, I'm not talking took a nap, they just went ahead and went to bed you know, in the back and we're like, wake me up in that, you know, uh, before my fight. And I remember just, again, this was, how, damn, how many years ago was that, Tim? I was so long uh, That would have been uh, 2010, maybe, 2010, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah it, it was 2010. Uh, it was essentially one card had gotten canceled. Uh, we combined it into a mega show all day, and we started at like one, two, three o'clock in the afternoon. And man, it, uh, we, had, it, we had literally like thirty fights. You know, yeah. no, I'm not. I remember the question came up. We were like, "Wait a second, does we got insurance for you know Friday the whatever or Saturday the whatever?" do we have insurance now? Because it's technically the next day, you right. know, like, and fighters were legitimately, you know, asking like, am I covered if I go out there or does the insurance at midnight, you know, right. Uh, there was so much unknowns. It may be a situation where, you know, you see what you can, you see what you can pull over, uh, to, from, from Chattanooga to uh, Knoxville, you consider running, uh, about, you know, I would consider a Friday, Saturday, if you kept the Friday, all amateur, yeah, all amateur and, you all know, and, yeah, and then Saturday you go pros and that way you're not paying your, uh, your sanctioning bodies two times each day. Uh, and, and you're really, uh, not, not expensing yourself out too much more to do that, except for, you know, you're, you're paying your officials two times and you're paying, uh, you know, your, your cage staff and whatnot a couple times. And it may be a situation, uh, you know, that, that's again, a, a lot of, uh, uh, negotiating with the venue and things like that, but just kind of thinking outside the box that that may be, uh, you know, the better way to go, especially if you have a lot of these fighters that, that from Chattanooga that really want to stay on, you know, uh, at first glance, you know, you would take the top, you know, probably six, eight fights from that card and move it over. But if you had a lot that really wanted to do it still, uh, consider doing it Friday night with the amateurs and then the pros on Saturday. That's just, a, again, just me talking out loud here and who knows. Uh, well, the, how uh, the April, yeah. the April 3rd card was, is, is all amateur, right? No, it is pro-am. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's uh, yeah. about okay. four that pro makes fights. A different. Cause I was thinking if it was, if April 3rd was an all ammy card, then, you know, it's like, well, you, uh, you run the pros from Saudi and, the whole AMI card from April 3rd, but if it's pro and AMI, pro and AMI then that uh, throws that thought into the, uh, drowns that thought. Yeah. I mean, I would think that, you know, if you go all amateur Friday night, 
keep it fairly inexpensive, go all pro on Saturday, uh, you know, keeping your best, your best draws on there to have just kind of a big, you know, eight, 10 fight pro card. That to me feels like the way to go. Uh, and that's something I'll discuss with, with Eric and with, uh, with the venue as we, as we get into this weekend and see if we can't get some, some definites, you know, because I know a lot of the guys from Saudi are going to struggle to still to get their people up there to the Joe, especially on a Friday, uh, hopefully a Saturday would make that sli- slightly more feasible just so we can get these fights in. And, uh, and I know it's not an ideal situation for anyone. It's just one of these things where we're going to have to kind of get through it together, you know, or it, there's going to have to be some yep. concessions made from, from all angles to just kind of get through this and hopefully get back to, uh, to a state of normalcy, as I've said uh, many times this week, uh, any closing thoughts here guys anything else that we we haven't touched on with this whole thing i mean i feel like we've we've gotten into it pretty good um you know i uh, is there anything else you've got to add greg on on this whole thing that we haven't really we haven't touched on well i mean since we got time um has anybody uh, caught up on any conspiracy theories about how like what's going on i mean are they going to cancel the 2020 election because of this bullshit too where, you know, that's there's so many different rabbit holes we can go down there, guys. And that's, you know, there's the it's it's being politicized so much that that is one of the more frustrating uh, things to me is that, you know, you've got the left saying that uh, this is all uh, propagated by the right to hold the elections off to where there won't be an election and Trump stays on as a dictator, blah, blah, blah. You've got the right saying that the left has orchestrated this whole thing so that the uh, that Trump is forced to call martial law so that Trump is forced to uh kind of eat a uh, a big recession in the economy and that he won't get reelected as such. So, you know, it's hard to say, uh, you know, I, that's, there's different, and then there's the train of thought that this whole thing is, uh, uh, there's some really crazy ones, you know, there's the whole QAnon thing where it's, uh, this is all put on so they can serve a bunch of crazy fucking indictments to Tom Hanks and uh, Charles Barkley. <laughs> oh, and then there's the Democrat side too, where you know there's to say that the Democratic Party might have planted you know this virus somewhere else, and just because like you know they want to say that they can find the cure and a better medical you know way to do it if we vote Democrat, and then then you vote Democrat, and then Bernie's the president, you know, and then they well, and you've heard the uh, economic reset. The economic yeah. reset, yeah, to where the yeah. where they crashed the hard dollar. reset. We've got to go to uh, we've got to go to a uh, potential global currency. Uh, you know, there's lots of rabbit holes to dive down through, uh, in, in this, and they're all just very, uh, absurd. And at the same time, make you go, Hmm, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a, it's a weird time out there and it's hard to decipher what is real and what is not real. And you know, what, with so many social media takes on it, everybody's an expert. Well, I mean, well, if they want to also the, that, that, Agenda 21. You heard of that, Jeff? That Agenda 21. How this yeah, what yeah. stage of Agenda 21 where we're trying to you know, government sanctions? Uh, what is it? Uh, population control. Yeah, where population they, control, uh, baby. Where, well, where they, where they, uh, you know, they got caught in Flint, Michigan, putting stuff in the water. They like this. Just it's always happening. You just hear about it every so often with SARS, and now the, this, 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 this one's broken out so big, and it's such an epidemic, and it's pandemonium and it's just going so fast and spreading so so quick that i mean like over uh, what was it the swine flu broke out in china and it had like 180,000 people infected over a year's time and like 600 people died well within a month span time you've had 80,000 in china and you've had over you know 3,000 deaths or something like that i'm not really sure the exact number maybe maybe something like that but uh it's just it's getting so big and so many people are dying i don't we don't and they 
the, the reason this is such a big deal is because it's like it can be caught just like the common flu or common cold. Like you can you can beat it, and then your immune system, you know, will fight it off, and then your immune system is weak from fighting it off, and then you can get it again when you think you're good to go, and you catch it in two more weeks, and then boom, it can come back and hit you twice as hard and end up killing you. And that's what that's why it's happening like this. So. Well, it goes back to what Justin was saying about like it's, it could been here for the last three months and we all could have some bitch right now. We don't know because, you know, we can fight it off. Our immune systems are good, but, you know, eventually it might keep eating away. We don't know. There's all kinds of things that people are saying. Uh, Jeff, you, you, you were about to say something before that. No, I was just what we were talking about, talking about the, uh, oh, no. I'm just saying if the motherfuckers want to get Equifax and TransUnion for me, that would be <laughs> all right with that, too. <laughs> you know, what's right club shit. How about how about uh, Trump talking about sending out a thousand dollars April sixth to all the people who were affected by this? You know, what all American citizens sending out two different, uh, you know, one thousand dollar checks. I mean, when does the government ever give out money unless something just fucked up was about to happen or something like that? Well, oh, I, you remember what was it years ago? We all got a little check for something. What was that? You remember? Yeah, I do. It was like three hundred bucks. Yeah, everybody got three hundred bucks. Well, I think it's one of those things where they they know what is the the impact it's about to have on if people do what they want them to do. You know, if people, you know, hunker down and, and don't get out and interact so much and don't go to work and businesses are closed down, they know that that is going to put people in a real bad spot. And I think that they they realize that maybe by doing this, they will at least curb the amount of people that start doing desperate things out there to provide for their family, um, you know, in, in these circumstances, which leads to, uh, you know, violence and uh, a lot of looting and rioting. And that's when things just really take a bad turn. I think a, a bigger yeah. thing than that is, you know, the, the economy is taking a massive hit right now during these next two weeks. So if you get this check right after that two weeks and a lot of people are going back to work, you know, uh, and things go back to normal, this check hits and everybody goes and starts spending money like crazy, boosts the economy way back up, you know, all these stocks that were down overnight, you know, once the once the hysteria is over and everybody gets out and starts spending this money, you know, it, that's what, that's what it's, it's a stimulus, you know, it's, it's to, to stimulate the economy. It's, um, you know, it's, it's not necessarily like you know, there's a lot. There'll be tons of people who their their work's not affected, or they may get more hours. You know, like Amazon right now is is um, hiring a bunch a bunch of people, and, and they're paying two dollars an hour extra, so they have a fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage. Wow! But if you start now, they'll pay you seventeen dollars an hour through April thirtieth because they're going to have this big surge coming through. You know, so some people um, are going to benefit financially from it. Uh, being able to work more some people it's not going to affect at all and some people will take away their jobs but the stimulus is supposed to go to every every adult um so it's not necessarily to 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 ease that pain there's some other stuff i think they're talking about doing to to help that you know as far as mortgages and rents and stuff are concerned um but but yeah i think that that, that check is is, is it, it's a it's, it's a stimulus package you know it's for the economy it's not really to help out it's not. It's not to to help pay your rent necessarily. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. yeah I, I get the training. That's, that's your money, anyways. That they're they're taking. They're just giving you back money that you even like gave back to the government. So they're just giving you thousand dollars over the whatever you gave them. And then they're gonna turn around and tax you on it at the end of the year. So we gave you this, you know, this little this little bit here. You're gonna have to pay taxes on that. You know, and like, well, I didn't ask you for that, but yeah, I'll I have to pay taxes on it now. 
you know, that, and I think it's just a way well, the fuck you because it's really not helping you. It's going to end up hindering you at the end of the year. There's a lot of different situations there. Like, just, I don't know. I just always feel like it's always conspiracy. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that'll be taxed. I think you'll get it like, just like a, a tax return. You know, I don't think that they're going to tax you as, as federal income tax on that on that money. And, you know, it is kind of your money coming back to you, but, you know, if I get, if, it, if it's, you said $1,000, two checks for $1,000, if I get $2,000 back this year for from that, plus, you know, then I claim my kid at the end of the year and get another four or $5,000 back at $7,000, I damn sure ain't paid in $7,000 in the last couple of years. So it, it's kind of a socialist way of getting your money back. You know, I'm, I'm kind of getting other people's money back too, you know, <laughs> the people who are really paying the taxes. I mean, I pay my portion, you know, my portion is small compared to those other people, but, um, you know, for some people that thousand dollar checks, not, that's not shit, you know? Right. Well guys, um, I think we've touched on about everything there is to touch on here. I'm uh, interested to see how things shake out over the next week. We won't have anything to review. Uh, I will say, I'll just drop this little tidbit in here before we go. Cage Warriors is on uh, uh, Friday night uh, or Friday during the day, I guess it would be here. And that's going down in Manchester, England. It'll be on Fight Pass, so you can watch it. And I'd say with it being the only thing on, they'll probably get action on it in most places. Uh, They have a few UFC fighters that were scheduled to be on this card this weekend that have jumped over, Darren Stewart being one that comes to mind right offhand. I want to say John Phillips was another one. But the UFC is letting those guys uh, take some fights over there for Cage Warriors, who uh, the the promoter for Cage Warriors, Graham Boylan, said that it's going to take tanks and a lot of big guns for this show not to happen. It is a closed arena show by the way so it's not like they're gonna have a big crowd there but that said there is mma action you can watch um during the day friday on fight pass with cage warriors in manchester england and uh you know we'll uh we'll circle back next week gentlemen we'll see if anything has developed hopefully next week i i can say hey you know we're announcing a mega show here and uh you know god willing once uh the the air clears hopefully in a couple weeks we're able to start making some moves again down here in valor country uh gentlemen i appreciate everyone's time uh once again uh justin watson jeff hobbs greg hopkins joining us this evening and giving their take on uh, the state of affairs with the coronavirus and uh, its uh, correlation to uh, to our industry, the mixed martial arts industry and, and more. Uh, I'm Tim Loy signing off once again. Stay safe out there, everyone, and uh, make sure you give us a like on, uh, on our social media. You can find us on Facebook. You can uh, subscribe to us on uh, Stitcher and iTunes and everywhere else you get uh, your podcasts. Spread the word. There's not a lot of uh, entertainment going around out there, so uh, let's uh, continue to uh, to grow the podcast whilst we can. Go check out the video of Joanna's uh, face. Yeah, on, she's on like the purple. Podcast page. <laughs> All right, guys. Till uh, next week. Once again, I'm Tim Moy signing off for another edition of the Valor Hour. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy. 
Radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans. Experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry. Pro wrestling personality David Penzer. MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan. And strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com. 